Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy as a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Therapy Reflection Journal. The Therapy Reflection Journal is your personal journal for your therapy experience. Whether you are just starting therapy for the first time or currently in therapy, you can utilize this journal throughout your process. This journal was designed for you to write down topics and themes that you and your therapist discuss throughout your counseling sessions. There's a place to keep track of your mood, things to work on in between sessions, and an entire place for you to reflect on what you and your therapist talked about. Take this journal with you consistently throughout your counseling experience to dig deeper and see growth in your mental health like never before. You can go to rosinrenee.com to purchase or the link is in the description box. Now let's start the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosie Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, my people. I am so excited to be back in front of the microphone with you today. I know that I have been gone, y'all. So I took a break last week um, for multiple reasons. I first um, am on currently on spring break with my job. I work in the school system, so I get a week off for spring break, which is a blessing. So I have just really taken advantage of this restful period. It's such a blessing. I needed a break from work. But also my anniversary was this week, my one year anniversary with my baby, my hubby, my love. And so I really, really wanted to like take the time to take full advantage of just spending time with him, not really having to worry about promoting anything, just kind of like giving my mind a rest. And I gave myself some grace for not posting last week, but I am back being consistent. I do not want to um, allow me wanting to um, just kind of be at that space of just, yeah, And I also say to y'all, it's been an emotional last couple of weeks. I'm not even going to lie to you when I say I've allowed just a lot of different things to stop what I'm trying to do um, related to just life. And because of that, I think I'm learning that with responsibility of serving people, there is a more there is more of a requirement to press into God and be intentional about spending time with him more and being in prayer, just really in prayer and just following and listening to the heart of the heart of the Lord and just being at that space with him. And so I'm learning so much about myself during this season. I'm learning what it takes to be in a healed space. 
um, mentally, emotionally. I'm learning just about people and family and friendships and just all these different things that, you know, are required of me in this time. And I'm so, so thankful to God for even the painful parts of it because it's teaching me endurance and perseverance and just really a humility of knowing that I need God through everything. And so, um, you know, life doesn't stop when you're healed. Life doesn't stop as you're healing. And so this episode is really going to be about, you know, me telling you what I feel like God has been like pressing on my heart. But before we get into that, I'm going to do a little housekeeping. Um, the Therapy Reflection Journal is still on sale. You can go to rosandrenee.com to purchase. The link will be in my show notes. And then if you are interested in the worship playlist, I have been seeing all the people that have been adding the worship playlist to their um daily routine with their time with God. Um, I created a complete worship playlist that has a bunch of different uh, worship songs that you can listen to when you're in your quiet time. If you're just needing, you know, a little boost of encouragement with God that is available on Apple music. The link is down below. So be looking for that if you want to add that to your list. So today I just want to kind of get into this with y'all. So I had been asking God, like, what is it that you want me to talk about? And to be honest with you, I feel a shift in my podcast a little bit. I don't really know fully. I could be wrong, but I'm trying to be open to what I feel like God is doing. But I feel a shift a little bit. I know that I talk a lot about therapy and Christianity and just the merge of the two. I don't know how to explain this, y'all. So I I don't know. I'm just going to kind of go with it. But I have been asking God a little bit about what is it that he wanted me to talk about in prayer. And, you know, with my own season of being intentional and being intentional means like a really a fixed focus and follow through with a lot of the things that I have going on. And so I feel like this is a word of love and correction. Um, This podcast will be very heavy in scripture, but I will try to break down kind of what I'm thinking, you know, God is sharing with me to share with you um, as the best I can. So I know that for me being intentional, I realized that I have been halfway doing stuff like, I can record a podcast quick, but being intentional about really having a good work ethic and really putting in the works behind what I do is something that I'm realizing I have to do. It can't just be this thing of like me thinking that it's going to be all good just because I started something like you really have to be consistent and consistency requires discipline and discipline requires like, you know, a little bit of sacrifice. And so I feel like I was really like asking God to give me the ability to have a good work ethic. And he showed me in the word that I can have the faith, but if I don't have the works behind that, it means nothing. And I'm not speaking from like a performance-based thinking. Like I do think there's a difference with performance and discipline. Performance means that you are doing something with with the thought process of um, 
like a hand clap or something like that. I think discipline comes from that place of doing the everyday things, knowing that you do it with a long term in mind, if that makes sense. So like if I'm just going to give a simple example, going to the gym, you know, you show yourself taking a picture on Instagram or you going to the gym but like are you disciplined with going are you disciplined even if you don't post it are you disciplined if nobody knows that you're doing it and so I think for me being intentional is paying attention to when I am not doing my best work not giving it my all and doing what I gotta do to give it my all so that God is glorified So I'm going to speak from a place of um, this is going to be about therapy specifically, but I want to paint the picture of the cost of really healing and what that looks like. I know that I, again, talk about therapy being this place of just like this amazing process, but y'all therapy hurts a whole lot because healing hurts. And I really feel like I haven't given you that real rawness of like how much it can hurt and how much it hurts to change your ways. Um, If you're if I'm speaking from a Christian standpoint, changing your ways so that you can heal to glorify God. It is hard, sis. Okay, let me tell you, it it, is not easy. Okay, it's not easy. And so. I'm going to try my best to break this down. I've had to try to record this, but I had to stop and then start over. So I'm going to really, I'm really pressing on God to like speak through me what he wants to say. So we're going to start with James 2.18. This is the baseline of the scripture that I wanted to come from. And it basically says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. And so I'm thinking from just the space of talking about therapy that the struggle with um, staying intentional in your walk of healing is that changes are going to going to happen. And I think you have to be honest with yourself about how healing is going to cause changes in your life. You will not be the same person. You will not want to be around the same people. You will not want to do the same things when God heals your life. And therapy, you know, I really feel like this was a message of like, Dedicating yourself back to God, but also dedicating yourself to the process of healing. You know, if therapy for some of you all, you're trying to halfway heal. Like you're thinking, oh, it doesn't take all of that. And looking at the struggle of opening yourself up to someone you don't know, like get past that. Like that's a petty reason to not try to heal. If you're just like, oh, I don't want to open up to someone I don't know. That's a petty reason to not try to heal because If you're struggling opening up with someone in general, it ain't about somebody knowing you for you to get your healing. If people have gone to school to do the things that they do to be able to help you heal and process, if they're bound by law to not share your business, 
legally, therapists cannot share what you tell them unless you say say out of your mouth you want to hurt yourself, hurt someone else, or somebody. If it's a child hurting, you're hurting a child or something like that. Legally, they're bound by law to not tell your business. So if you're saying that you don't want to open up to someone fully, that's a petty reason to not heal. And so you got to start being consistent with yourself. Open up, like put your guard down. If you're opening up with somebody you don't know and you don't even open up with people you do know, like you're never going to get healing, period. And so y'all can't be starting this process, then stopping. Like you can't just start and stop, start and stop stuff. If you're going to go, you need to be consistent. And the cost of healing too is being consistent. Like if you go to the doctor and if you go to the doctor and get medication for antibiotics and you don't consistently take the medication like they say, your, your disease could come back. So you could start therapy and go and stop and whatever you're dealing with is going to come back if you don't fully heal from it. So if we're going to look at faith and works, like you can't look at it like, oh, you know, if I start, that's enough. Or, oh, you know, if I go for two or three months, like I can fit. You cannot heal to you cannot heal years of behavior, thoughts, things that have happened in the past in two to three months. Like I'm not even going to sit here and say to you that that's possible. We spend a lifetime following God to always stay at his feet. Now, I'm not going to say that God can't. um you know, do a quick turnaround with you. But if you're really going to sift through the things that have happened to you in your life, that's going to take time. I'm still going to therapy every other week. Like, sis, I ain't even gone down to three weeks yet because I'm like, "Mm -mm, girl, I was seeing you every week for almost a year. I'm just only at every other week, girl, because I still got some stuff I'm dealing with. Because you can't stop. Y'all got to stop starting stuff and stopping. That's not consistency. That's that's inconsistency. That's what that's called. And so, you know, are you really going all in? Are you really going all in for yourself? Are you really going all in for God? Are you, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to therapy to work on myself and heal. But you aren't seeking God out after you leave your sessions about what you and your therapist talked about because it was too rough for you to talk about with your therapist and you don't want to talk about that with God. That's not helpful. And so, you know, I'm going to press in with you for a little bit about the cost of healing. I have five points, but I'm going to give you a little bit more scripture on the background of this. Um, So we're going to go to Luke 14, 25 through 27. And this is Jesus. He's, you know, talking about it said verse 25 says large crowds were following with Jesus And turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And he went on in the scripture to talk about, you know, the cost of following him and what you will have to give up. But basically what he was saying was, your devotion to God will require you losing some things in order you to experience the fullness of who he is. And so he was talking about counting the cost and like 
you know, who would build a house before they count the cost of what it is? Why would you say, I'm going to go to therapy and start the process, but you don't really count that you are going to have to walk into this hurtful. You're about to, you're about to go into your attic and look at all the stuff that has happened to you in your life. Are you really ready to do that? And I'm not saying this to say, you know, um, this is a, I'm not saying this as a point to scare you from the process, but looking at it as a prerequisite to say, like, if you're going to start this process, you need to understand that this is going to hurt and you have to be ready to keep going even when it hurts. And so what God is really kind of saying, I feel like, you know, with following Christ are you really ready to give up the things that you need to need to give up to follow Jesus? And, you know, I'm not saying, well, if you're not, don't do it. But think about that as a point to say, like, it's going to require something of you. It's going to require you to understand that that is what's going to take. People wouldn't follow Christ because they were like, oh, well, I got to go bury my brother. And Jesus was like, let the bed, let the dead bury the, the dead. Why do you feel like you have to do all these things before you follow me? Why do you feel like you have to? You know, be in one more relationship and get, you know, let me just get a little more sex out of this boy one more time and then I'll decide to follow God. Like, God's like, you don't need that. That has been hurting you thus far. So why are you still doing it? Or let me go... um You know, I'm running out of examples in my mind because I feel like I need to keep going. But basically, you know, the cost of therapy, the cost of healing is really digging into those deep rooted areas. You will lose friends. Throughout this process, you will look at your family completely different. You will sometimes have to stop relationships with people who are toxic. As far as I'm talking about like family, with toxic family members to get through this process. You will have to stop doing things that you have not all that you've been doing thus far to get through this process. The stuff that I've had to go through (laughs) in the matter of healing has been hurtful. I mean, I don't even want to get into some of it because some of it is family stuff. Some of it is really life stuff. Some of it is like hard lessons that God has had to like slap me in the face with. And that's a very... <laughs> Lord, you didn't slap me in the face, but like hard truths of correction of like telling me like, Roslyn, you are inconsistent with me. And because you're inconsistent with me, I can't bless you or you won't you won't forgive people. So how can I forgive you for your sins if you don't forgive other people? Like imagine God telling you, I can't forgive you of your sins because you won't even forgive people. That's a hard thing. But in saying that to say, like, don't rob yourself of the opportunity to heal If you're if you are struggling, I want to let you know right now. And even as I'm saying this, I I, I don't want it to be a thing of where I'm trying to make people feel bad. God can handle what you can't handle. God can handle the hard things that you struggle with dealing with. God can handle the fact that you have a problem giving up sex like the man can handle it. He can handle the fact that you struggle with with sex. If that's a thing that, you know, you is is convicting you, 
because not everybody's convictions are everybody's convictions. But in saying that, that's something for you. If you struggle with that, sis, it's all right. The man can handle it. The man can handle the fact that you were molested. The man can handle the fact that you have been in domestic violence relationship. The man can handle the fact that your dad, you, you feel like your dad doesn't love you. Or the man can handle the fact that you feel like your mom is uh, instable and you have to always take care of her emotionally. The man can handle that. He can handle those emotions you feel about that situation. However, if you're going to open yourself to that process, be okay with him sometimes saying, okay, that's the case. Put a boundary up. Don't talk to them anymore. Be okay with sometimes being in the process and God saying, no, you were wrong because you allowed this to happen. Or, or even if I'm speaking of for myself, success, Rosalind, put these things down because these are things that you're wanting to do. You're looking at people on the internet thinking that that's what it's going to take for you to get to success. I want you to put everything down. Don't pick up another thing that you think is going to make you some money and let me do what I want to do in your life. Because what happened, what's happening is we're allowing all these things to become idols, these relationships, these ambitions that we have and we're not giving God the opportunity to really like change our hearts. God doesn't want us to be at a point to where we can't we can't um progress because we have all this baggage. He's like, let me take some of this baggage off of you, but you're trying to add more stuff on there because you're trying to fix it yourself. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all have to be be all in the process. Your devotion to everything else should never trump God. That's what Jesus is saying. Hate everyone around you if it means that if it means that you have to follow me. And if you don't, then you can't be my disciple. That's the cost of it. Now, I'm speaking in very like biblical terms, but in saying that it could be like your health if you if you're on a health kick it could be literally you not going to spend money on fast food to get your health in order it could be if you're trying to get your finances it could be you not going on trips with your friends to pay some debt off it could be not shopping for a couple months the cost of the cost of doing or completing something is not this like I know I'm making this big big explanation, but in saying that it's these simple steps of intention being intentional. It could be when you get mad and you're ready to cut somebody out, going into the going instead of going off on them folks, you may go off every once in a while. But instead of going off on them folks, going into the Bible stall, going to the bathroom stall in your in your job and praying and saying, God, help your daughter because you know she's gonna say something crazy. My hand is raised up over here, okay? So that's the cost, counting the cost. Okay, so we're going to get into the points. Um, I have five, and again, I'm going to do these, explain this the best way I can, sis, okay? So the first one is the cost of healing requires pruning. And... I've talked about pruning before, but I want you to know that God has called us to bear fruit. So to give us to give explanation of what pruning is, pruning means um, trim by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. 
So John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in my father's name, he may give to you. So basically what, what I'm saying with this is healing requires cutting away. Because cutting away dead or overgrown branches, I've talked about this before, you will lose stuff. God will cut you down to build you back up. Because throughout our lives, we have, you know, grown and bore fruit of things that have been unhealthy and things and behaviors that we do that do not serve us. God's like, okay, you come to me and I'm going to heal you. I'm going to cut you down because I got to cut you down to build you up so that you could be better. And this may be a process that takes a lot of time. I think for me, my pruning was the who the expectations of people. I think that I... I have allowed people to expect so much from me because I have always given so much of me to where there was always never anything left of me to take care of myself. And so I had to let go of taking a step back so that God could be God in whoever's person's life. He wanted to be God. And I couldn't be that. Um, That took a lot of me having to. Stop trying to be this. Uh, I don't want to say a word like that. Um, save everybody, basically. I think I had to cut away at blaming others for why I was in the same place, why I wasn't progressing. I was blaming all these situations, all these people, all these relationships that I had, on why I was not progressing. Um, I had to cut away unforgiveness. Having a hard heart, you know, unforgiveness towards family, friends, people, my husband, just child, all kind of stuff that was petty. Um, The behavior of stress eating. Now, that's something I'm still working through. But like cutting away it, you know, like I said, going to a fast food place when I felt sad. Like I recognized that that was an unhealthy tree that had grown in my life because I had saw for years my mother um, cope with her cope with the way she dealt with stuff by eating and my mama knows this about herself she used to eat to try to comfort herself food used to be a comfort for me I had to cut away then I had to realize like oh snap I'm sad and I'm going to a place spending money on food to comfort myself that does not serve me um I had to cut away envying other people envying people that I don't even know talking bad about people who I don't even know because I'm jealous of them um cutting away at my failure cutting away at blaming myself and unforgiveness really towards God I I had some 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 trees of just unforgiveness towards God because I thought well if you're God you can fix all these situations I'm just gonna blame you like I was like no you halfway caused some of this like this ain't got nothing to do with me and so in therapy you're gonna cut away at the thoughts and perspectives and the ways and behaviors that you handle things you will experience pain this this is a process of changing behaviors 
and changing your thoughts. This is this is probably one of the most painful processes of therapy is that cutting away and cutting it what you used to think. And you'll often in therapy for me, it looked like me constantly telling my therapist, we've talked about this a million times. Why am I not getting it? And she had to remind me consistently, consistently, you're learning, you're learning all over again. You're relearning and reteaching yourself. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Things that you have never known. It looked rough. It almost even was like, I don't think I can do this. And she would tell me, you can't. It's just going to take time. Y'all got to know this is a process. But the pruning and cutting away, y'all, when I say I am, I feel I can see my life bearing different fruit. I can see myself not taking things personally. I can see myself not feeling rejected when someone tells me no. I can see myself not feeling so overwhelmed when people hurt me. I can see myself looking at things differently because I allow God to cut those trees away so that I could plant more new things. And the planting was me learning. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Listen, the cutting down will be continuous. You will always be cutting away at your life so that you can bear more things. Sometimes, sometimes people will plant seeds that you won't even see that will grow. And you're like, where in the world did this come from? And you'll look up and you're like, what in the world happened? And God has to like cut it away. Or people you let in your life that shouldn't be in your life. You accept them, you take them in, and then they end up hurting you. And you're like, why did this happen? I got to cut this away in your life. You allow this seed to come. And it can be subtle, but it's a process. And so that's part of the cost of healing will be requiring um, pruning. Okay, so the next thing is digging into your negative thoughts and negative past. I've had to address all my negative thoughts towards myself, towards people in my life and my past. Now, although these thoughts are not helpful, they they will even rob me of this, this the instability of my emotional state. Like if I'm not stable emotionally, I'm, I've allowed some negative thing to come into my heart or in my life that I need to either ask God to help me deal with or literally just name what it is. Um, negative thoughts are very subtle. Um, and I think negative thoughts are rooted in self-doubt and rooted in us talking bad to ourselves. Because the thing is that if we condemn, we have the power to be, wait, what am I trying to say? Lord, help me. We have the ability to speak life. We have the ability to speak kindness and speak our situations to the light of God. We have the authority and power to do that. Now, the enemy can't do that. He can't speak life into anything because he lies. So there's no good thing in him. So when he allows negative things to kind of 
into your ear and you start speaking them out of your mouth, you are cursing the very thing that God is like, you are not supposed to be doing. You are supposed to be speaking life. But then we we use the negative things and speak dead um, negative uh, words over our lives that end up becoming true because we have the power to speak life. So now I will say this. God does not condemn us. Because con- condemnation is not in God. And I believe I even have the scripture, Romans 8 and 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. However, though, if, if, you, are, if you are speaking bad to yourself, if you're saying, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to get it right. I'm just not going to ever progress. I'm never going to be in a good relationship. I'm never going to be married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to speak life. You have the ability to do that. That is from the enemy. Condemnation and making yourself feel bad is from the enemy. That's not of God. The Bible says that we should dwell on positive things. In Philippians 4 and 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whosoever, whatever so things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good of good report, if there be virtue, if there be of any praise, think on these things. These are positive things. I'm going to list them out again. True, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise. Those are good things. If if God told us to think on those things, why do we think negatively? We're supposed to dwell on positive thoughts. And even to that point, if God is saying think these things, that means those things will come from him. True things, honest things, like even those We, you know, negative thoughts can paint pictures that aren't true. Things that aren't. That's why I said honesty. Be honest. And this is why I say in therapy, you're going to have to be open. You can't use the petty reason. I don't want to open up somebody. No, you need to say those things that you're thinking out loud. So your therapist can hear that and help you sift through. Is that thought true? Is that thought helpful? And not only your past, you have to speak about the negativity of what you felt in your past. I'm not negating that. I'm not saying like, think positively if you're thinking negatively. Negatively, If you're thinking negatively, talk about those things because it's, it's better to address the negativity to replace it with something positive than just try to think positively knowing you're thinking really negative. Like that's, that's like, having two minds like that's not helpful if I'm thinking negatively about something I'm like going to God saying okay Lord I feel this and a lot of times it's like I have to pray and say stop like you are not gonna think negatively right now or filtering it with the word of God or if I'm in therapy I'll tell my therapist I'm thinking like this and she's like why we've moved past this why are you still thinking this way this isn't that and we'll work through or we'll work through how that thought is helpful but a lot of times, y'all, y'all just got to y'all have to really sift through that. You're going to have to talk about your past. You're going to have to talk about how that relationship hurts you. You're going to have to talk about all the things that have bothered you in your past, because if you don't, you won't see freedom. Like you're not going to see freedom in not talking about how your mom hurt you growing up. Or how you feel like you were rejected by this person or how you got passed over when you were looking for a job or all these things like those are real feelings that need to be talked about so that they can be shifted 
to be put into um, the correction of Christ. Um, even our negative thoughts towards people, God calls us to bless our enemies. And y'all have to also recognize that when people are hurting you, um, a lot of most of the time it's not them. It's the spirit behind it. The Bible says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness and all these things. Uh, I think that's in Ephesians. Um, the, the Bible says, bless your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Speak goodness. When I feel hurt, when I feel like somebody has hurt me, I am constantly going to God saying to him, Lord, bless them. Help me to forgive. First, I say, help me to forgive them, Lord. Help me to forgive them in my heart because I don't want to be in a place where I'm walking around unforgiving towards other people or I feel a certain way about something and I'm operating in unforgiveness. I want to operate in love. So God, I forgive them. Help me to forgive them if I'm struggling. And God, forgive me for not being forgiving because sometimes I have to do that to remind myself I have to forgive even if it hurt my feelings. Because my feelings may change, but if I allow that unforgiveness to take root it will birth it will it will um bring pride it'll bring an attitude it'll bring me to a place where i'm frustrated every time i got to deal with that person it'll bring me just a place of just like if i get a text message from them i'm like oh that's not a, a feeling you should have um so yeah so that's the second point the cost of forgiveness is digging into your negative thoughts and negative past also, one more thing about thoughts. Um, you have to also know that God's thoughts towards you are amazing. The Bible says, how precious are your thoughts of me, O God? They cannot be numbered. That's Psalms 139, 17 through 18. Okay, so the third point is renewing your mind. The cost of healing is a renewed mind. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 2, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn and know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So in therapy, you will be removed. You will be renewed. However, you will have to know that you will have to change your behavior from what you used to be. So since it says, um, you know, don't copy the behaviors of the world. The way the world deals with things, you don't have to do. The way um, other people deal with things, you don't have to do because the world will always operate in negativity. But if you are of this world, let God, if you are, what am I trying to say? Sis, slow down, sis. <laughs> don't copy the customs of this world, but let God change you into a new person. So I'll give you an example. I used to shrink during conflict I used to be passive aggressive sis I used to not say how I felt I used to not just come out and spit it out but now I realize that conflict and honesty is healthy and learning wisdom and how to handle conflict is what I'm learning now but being passive is not like now there I'm not going to say that every single time 
This is coming from someone who never spoke up about how she felt. So my people who are, you know, very blunt, you know, I'm not saying or saying, you know, go out and go off on people. But what I'm saying is healthy conflict needs to happen. So I learned that through therapy Um, and it was it was rooted. The root of that was in was rooted in confidence. I wasn't confident enough about saying my opinion because I always thought no one's going to listen to me. And in the past, when I stated how I felt or if I stated what happened, I was always met with with opposition and met with somebody talking down to me because I said how I felt. Mm-mm, no, girl, I'm going to say how I feel. And we're going to have some healthy conflict going on. OK, so transformed means you cannot do what the world always says to. You can't cut people off when you get upset. But in relationships with others, if they're not healthy for you anymore, there are going to be times where you're just going to have to, like, have space with your friends. Like if your friends are doing things that you may not necessarily do or agree with, there's space to be able to separate. You can do that. That sometimes has to happen. Or in the sense of like if if it's a toxic situation with a relationship, you can cut that off. You have the right to do that. Now, I'm not saying literally like cut off every friendship you have, but sometimes there are gonna be times where you're gonna have to like take a step back from your friend to be able to like fully deal with you so that you don't take the things they do personally, that you don't um you know, just be in a place of like where you're like in that uneasy feeling when you're around your friends. Um, transforms means building up, building up when you have resentment, but praying to God to forgive for your resentful heart. Like if you have resentment towards a person who um, hurt you in the past, you know, if you have resentment still, you need to go to God and pray and ask for forgiveness transformed is being honest about your motives and your intentions so that you don't make decisions rooted in emotions being settling and being in relationships with um, men because you're bored like you don't have to settle be honest about your motives be honest about your motives and seeking out another job that was something that happened to me recently um be honest about your motives in the family relationships you have are your relationships with people in your family manipulative are you being manip are you manipulating your family to try to get something out of them like those things are things that you need to be pay attention to and allow God to transform the way you handle things transform is being bold about speaking about what you've gone through instead of holding it in and looking at it as hurt like holding those things back, share your, I would rather say all the stuff that I have dealt with and let God get glory in that to know that he's changed me than to sit on my hurt and my pain and the things that I've experienced as like, nobody wants to hear that. I do. People want to hear it. Christians need to speak about the stuff that they've dealt with. I need to tell y'all that I used to struggle with pride. I need to tell y'all that because here's the thing. God transformed me. I need to tell you that. Share your pain. The Bible says we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony. Share your testimony. Share the fact that you were in a domestic violence relationship. Share the fact that you had an abortion. Share the fact that you struggled with um Whatever. Share those things. We need to know. Christians need to know that you struggle. 
Because what happens is it makes us look like we are nothing and makes God look like everything. So share your struggles, sis. I mean, shoot, I want to know too. So we can all praise God together about what he's done. One more thing. Oh, I think I already said that. Okay. So that was the third one. Third one was renewing your mind. The fourth cost of healing is addressing identity. Um, Our experiences in our past, whether we've grown up and saw patterns of abuse growing up, they shape our identity and our view of the world. But that doesn't mean you have to stay in that place. And I haven't really talked about um, what it looks like when you grew up a certain way and how that impacts you as an adult. I want to talk about that in another episode because I may I may briefly touch on it right now. But you also have to know that addressing identity means God is going to correct you. If your identity is rooted in stuff that's not of God, he is going to correct you, sis. The man gonna put you in in check, okay? Cause he done put me in check so many times. I just now I just be like when he tell me something, I'm like, okay, Lord, all right. I receive that, Jesus, because I would rather be corrected by my father, who I know loves me, than be corrected by somebody who is operating not in God. Like somebody who doesn't know, or somebody who thinks they know. Or let me not even say that. Let God correct you is basically what I'm trying to say. Hebrews 12 and 6 says, For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Sometimes God's correction is harsh. I mean, sometimes it's like hurtful. Like when, okay, so when we were talking about um, last week or the week before that, when y'all listened to Charm's episode, when she was, when she said, you know, she was listening to a song and God said, you cannot praise me or you cannot worship me and go back to the episode if I'm misquoting and listen to a witch at the same time. Sometimes those corrections are literally like, I am tripping right now. But sometimes it's simple corrections like um, like the thing with me being intentional. Like if I have faith in God and I'm not putting in the work. And God said, I will show you my faith by my works and you ain't doing, I ain't doing the work, sis. I ain't doing the work. God told me, and I'll be honest with y'all, God told me back in December to start going back to the gym. I think I've been to the gym maybe four times this year. So I am getting myself together to put the gym back into my schedule because it's a correction. And every time I think about how I look and all these things, it's like that thought of, Go back to the gym, be healthy, eat better, and you will be confident in the way you look. I need to be corrected. God has to check me all the time because part of it, too, is correction puts you in a place of humility. And a lot of times when you're addressing your identity, I'm going to go back to my point. You need to be changed. Your identity of yourself needs to be changed because we can become resentful. We can blame others because of our lack of awareness of our identity. If we're supposed to be in God, we're op- and we're operating in powerlessness and hopelessness and dependency on others to fix what's happened to us. We're not moving in the way that God wants us to move. Working through identity really means looking at what you've told yourself. And what you told yourself for years 
And really, God is going to shift that and say what he says about you. You have power. You have dominion. You have authority. You have the fight in you. You have the ability to conquer. You are you overcome by your testimony. So we have all these things. Why are we still functioning in a place of hopelessness? You are not hopeless. I don't care how depressed you may feel on the inside. You have the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised our father and our savior from the dead. And you are operating in hopelessness. Pick yourself up, sis. Pick yourself up. You are powerful. You are mighty in God. It may hurt right now. And I'm saying go to therapy to address your hurt, but don't let that hopelessness overtake you. You will not be able to change this if you don't identify it and address it. This is where I go back to that point of being honest, be transparent, allow the pain to happen. You're going to have to be broken to be healed. Like that tree I said, you're going to have to be broken down to be healed. But not only that, God can handle the rawness of you. He can handle it. I'm going to go to an example. Um, If y'all ever seen HGTV, um, you know, I, I love me some fix my house or flip or flop. One of the two says, okay, the renovations. Okay. Them houses look jacked up. That's how we be looking y'all. That's how we be looking sis. We be looking like them jacked up houses that got that old carpet and that very outdated wallpaper. God be those contractors. He come in and break everything down and it looks a hot mess during demolition. But when you get that fix up from the fix up, Curtin houses be looking like this don't look like the same house. That's how we look in the spirit. We be looking jacked up. But but if those homeowners don't allow somebody to come in and say, hmm, this looks this this is the vision that I have and allow people to break them down, break that house down. It will that house will stay the same. And that's how we are. When we don't allow God to fix us up, we allow that house to stay the same. We're like, no, but if we break it up, it's gonna cost this, it's gonna cost that. No, the cost of healing is simply just allowing and surrendering. Let him renovate you up, sis. Cause I promise you, I look good in the spirit. Okay, okay. I, I told I told my folks on Instagram the other day that I cannot make the little you know noise like Cardi B makes on you know. I'm gonna try one day. Okay. Last point: the cost of healing is forgiveness and humility. I'm telling you. I I'm telling y'all this now, and I literally mean this from the bottom of my heart. I did not experience true healing until I forgave my dad and my mom for all the things that I saw and dealt with growing up. And because I say that, so I'm I'm saying that with boldness because I blame them for so long for all the things that happened and why I was so, I was so bitter. I was so bitter about so many things, the stuff that my mom didn't do, pouring into me, pouring my identity into me. She was dealing with her own stuff. And I just, I I was so upset. My dad, for all the things that he had did, you know, just so much bitterness. I forgive them now because I'm just like, I cannot hold on to that stuff no more. It doesn't serve me any good. 
So the Bible says, Matthew 6 and 14, if you forgive other people when you sin, when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, there's if you do not forgive others for their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. I told y'all often and even daily, like almost every single day I go into prayer and I say, I tell God, Lord, I forgive so-and-so for hurting me. If I have feelings that are not of you, forgive me. Help me to forgive if I'm having a hard time or so that I can walk in love because I don't want to be in a place of unforgiveness because if I don't, if I don't forgive, how can God forgive me? If I'm pissed off at folks, no, I shouldn't say pissed off. If I'm mad at these folks and I'm holding on to all this unforgiveness, how can I expect God to heal me? Like I'm still operating from a hard heart that God can't get into a soft heart. And you'll begin to see many times that it's, you know, like I said, it's not the person, it's not the person, it's the spirit behind the person. That there is also a grieving process that happens when you feel a certain way about something. And I'm not saying don't feel those things because hurt is real and hurt hurts. But ask God to show you how to forgive in the midst of you struggling to forgive. Like he will. Like I don't even hold the stuff against my parents no more. Like I don't even be, like I don't be concerned. Now, if the behavior is still the same, then he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, but that don't mean I, I, I don't have no art towards them at all. And many times our anger or our re- reactions towards people we care about is tied to some unforgiveness that we haven't dealt with. If I have, un- if I, ha- if I feel some type of way towards an ex or whatever. I mean, there's some, some level of unforgiveness. If I take it personal, when somebody um, does something to me at work, I'm clearly operating unforgiveness because I'm not even at that point of, I'm not, I'm taking what they did and holding it hostage in my heart. And God's like, let that go. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like Jesus didn't even hold on to them folks and they killed him. He even said on the cross, Lord, forgive them for they not know what they do. If he can say that on the cross being nailed down after he was beaten and y'all holding on to this stuff, like the folks killed him. And even to take it a step further, humility heals us. Humility also puts me in a place where I know I need God and that I need God to send people to help me. So my therapist Sis, she is a blessing to my life. I tell her all the time, I don't know if I will ever discharge from you because I don't know. You have no idea the blessing you have. I tell her so many times, girl, the treasures in heaven that are waiting for you because of the obedience you have for walking in your authority to help heal me. She was an aid in my healing to a point to where now I can talk to at this point, there's a couple thousand. I've had a couple thousand listens already on my podcast to where I can help heal y'all. There are people that are going to be sitting in your life to help you. And then, you know, finally, I learned that I couldn't fully forgive or couldn't fully heal if I wasn't honest with my therapist about what I felt. She made me so comfortable, but it took me letting my wall down. So just to recap, The cost of healing requires pruning, renewing your mind, addressing identity, forgiveness and humility, and digging up your negative, digging into negative thoughts and your negative past. So 
that's all I wanted to say. I know this episode is longer than the others, but you know, I'm making up for lost time. Um, when I, uh, God, oh, God wants you to know that He can handle it. Press into Him when you're feeling overwhelmed. I have felt overwhelmed the past couple of weeks and I haven't been pressing into my father and I feel so much better when I do. Um, so that's all I really wanted to say today, y'all. I love you so much and I've missed you, missed talking to you all. Um, and yeah, that's it. So I love you and I will see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.